perfect. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 24 of the Bright Lights Podcast. I'm your host, Deegs, as always, joined by my two wonderful and lightning co-hosts, Mahoney. <laughs> Saw, dude. And PT. What's up, gang? How are we doing today, boys? You know, we're doing we're doing great. We're living life, you know, not like we just already did this. But hey, we're doing it again. Yeah, we Times are. Two. Uh, for those of you that do not know, we are double recording tonight. We have to finish these um, previews for you guys because we're grinding. We're grinding for the 18 because we love our 18. Um, so, yeah, today we're going to do the American League West. We just finished the National League. We have the National League West up a few days ago. Uh, then we did the East and the Central. So we're going to go in the same order here. We're going to do AL West, AL East, and finish up with the AL Central. Um Make sure you read or listen to our National League ones. They're pretty solid. We give a lot of solid predictions. Uh, we don't always agree on everything, so it's nice to get some dissenting viewpoints, and I'm sure we'll have some for the American League as well. Before we get into this, uh, just some quick in-house house cleaning stuff that I want to talk about. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Bright Lights Pod, Instagram, Facebook. It's all the same. I'm pretty sure it's all at Bright Lights Pod. We're on LinkedIn, too, so if you want to connect with us there, find us there. Um, ways to listen to us, obviously, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Sports Regime, sports-regime.com, top left corner, hit podcast, Bright Lights Podcast is there. You can listen to us um, on there as well. That'll really help us out. Um, if you enjoy what we're doing, if you don't enjoy what we're doing, if you want to give us some opinions, some questions or anything, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. We want to know how we're doing. We want our feedback, and we want to know how we can improve. So make sure you do that. Uh, I mean, without further ado, as always, I don't want to waste your time or our time. So, Mahoney, let's go ahead and talk about some extensions and then talk about the AL West. I've actually got a couple, I've got a couple things that we're going to talk about. Um First off, did we talk about the Chris Sale extension? I don't think we did, did we? No, I think that was before. We didn't, we, we didn't get to it in the National League episode. So yeah, no. so Chris Sale, south side boy to start his career, uh, kind of went down fucking hill um, towards the end. Um, you know, ripping up jerseys doesn't really help your case on the south side. Um, but Hall of Fame talent, going to be a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Um, he's going to do great things in Boston. He already has. He won them a World Series last year. Um, again, the White Sox side of things, we'll kind of see how that goes. But it's not about the White Sox, it's about Chris Sale. Uh, great job for him getting his five-year, $145 million contract extension, which is huge. Um, helps out the Red Sox kind of lock down. All these contract extensions, we're going to see even more coming. There's going to be a lot Hell more yeah. coming. Yeah. So People are getting their money. People are getting paid. There's nobody, no doubt about nobody it. Nobody wants to hit that free agent market, man. Everybody wants to um, yeah. Wants to get their cash because they, they're they seeing what's happening with this slow-ass free agent market. So definitely a ton of extensions are coming. Uh, uh, my next, If I had to guess what my next extension would be, probably Anthony Rendon of the Washington Nationals. I could see him getting extended. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Chris Sale definitely deserves to do when he's healthy. He's a perennial Cy Young candidate. Um virtually unhittable i mean i don't know how some guys hit this guy dude he's filthy um but yeah i mean that's that's really solid it's 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 a good move for the red sox it 
keeps their ace on staff likely means that Rick Porcello is gone after this year. Probably, He's pretty yeah. expensive, so he, I mean, they'll have question marks around their rotation moving forward. But when you have an opportunity to lock up an ace, like three of the four guys we're talking about today um, are aces on their respective pitching staffs, you do it. So, I mean, solid move by the Red Sox, and I like it for the reigning world champions. Yeah, um, like no one wants to touch free agency. Um, as we'll, we'll have a player coming up in, in this division that um, said that he didn't even want to deal with free agency. So um, extensions are coming. Um, people hate, especially after this free agency, it was so brutal. No one wants to deal with that. Um, so I, I think I, I like it. I, I really do. Yeah, definitely. Um, now going to, uh, going to two more extensions. Um, Justin Verlander signed a two-year, $66 million contract extension. Yeah. Yeah? We have three extensions, not two, buddy. What's the third? Jacob DeGrom. Holy cow. How did I forget that? Yeah, All right, well, on. keeping her going. Um, Justin Verlander, two years, $66 million. He'll probably finish his career as an Astro. If not, he'll go to Detroit for one more year. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie, way too expensive. Yeah, dude. I mean, okay. I I will give you this. Justin Verlander, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a great pitcher. He's also 39. He's he's very old. Not he's not very old. He's getting up there in age, but um we haven't seen signs of regression yet from Justin Verlander. That Obviously there was the year where he was injured and he wasn't very good. I agree. But last year uh, he was fantastic last year. His velocity was still up. The guy was throwing 100 miles an hour in like the seventh or eighth inning. And until we start to see signs of regression from a guy who at one point was the best pitcher in baseball, I, I agree it's it's a little pricey, but I'm cool with it just because he's proven himself. He's betting on himself. If you guys don't know, it's $66 million over two seasons. That's $33 million a year. Um, I mean – if you're the Astros, you kind of have to do this move because uh, we'll talk about them in, in, in a little bit here. But Dallas Keuchel still in the market, probably not coming back. You lost Lance McCullers to Tommy John. You don't know how he's going to come back. And Charlie Morton's gone. So you have to secure that rotation moving forward with potentially Garrett Cole hitting the free agent market to um, another guy who I think could potentially get extended in Garrett Cole. Uh, you have to lock up your ace. And if Verlander's healthy and he's pitching like this, he's definitely worth it. But, I mean, I could definitely see where, where you could say it's pricey. It is a big contract, and uh, we'll just see how it plays out. He's betting on himself, signing a two-year deal with the Astros, not hitting the market. I like it. I love Justin Verlander. He's a dog. We'll see how it plays out, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, now let's, let's go to the one that hits a little bit closer to home for our Chicago fans. Um, Cal Hendricks, uh, signed a four year, $55 million contract. Honestly, I know the Cubs didn't do a lot this off season, but this is definitely one thing that, that they have done that has been great. Um, I feel as if this is a great contract extension, Cal Hendricks, you know, amazing pitcher, uh, top of the line for the Cubs. Have him for four more years, or is it five more years? But either way, great signing. Yeah, great signing for the Flubs. Yeah, dude, uh, especially when you have guys like Cole Hamels hitting the market. Uh, Quintana kind of hasn't really lived up to his expectations. Lester's getting up there, and you Darvish has been 
he hasn't even played basically. I think Kyle Hendricks has been kind of like the common denominator of this rotation the last couple of years. He's a guy who just goes out there, doesn't overpower people. He just pitches. He hits his spot. His off-speed stuff is really nasty. Uh, he just knows how to pitch. He's not—he's not a thrower. He's a pitcher. Um, he's like I mentioned. He's been the common denominator for this rotation in the past few seasons. I like him. Um, some people don't like the way he pitches because it's not flashy. It's not ecstatic. He's kind of like a very bland guy. It's very boring, but he's a good pitcher. He deserves it. This is a good contract for the Cubs. It's it's one of their best moves yet. So um, pretty solid pickup and pretty solid signing for the Cubs, if you ask me. Yeah. All I got to say is um, Dartmouth alum, Roll Dartmouth. Yeah, he's the first um, – Ivy League player, I think, to get a contract over like fifty million dollars or something like that. Oh. To represent the Ivy League well, and yeah, my, dude. My, my father would be proud. Yeah, M- Mr. Bowie would be very proud. Shout out, shout out, Mr. Bowie. Shout out, Mr. Bowie. Shout out, Mr. Bowie. Um, now going to the big one, Jacob Degrom. Um, five years, yeah. one hundred thirty-eight million. What, what are you gonna say? Did, how, how did you forget this, dude? This guy's like the best pitcher in baseball. You know right what? Now. I'm going off a list right now, and you know what? It wasn't on the list, so I I, I fucked up. Uh, Mahoney apologizes. Um, either way, Degrom, fantastic. I still feel like I don't know. I don't think it was time for an extension for him yet. Five years, one thirty-eight. Um, I mean, I don't know, dude. I feel like you kind of have to extend him at this point, just because he's getting older. Uh, if, if he wins another Cy Young Award this year, then he's going to be making more money. I think the only reason why they they got him for cheap, it's not necessarily cheap, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a fairly reasonably priced contract, is because of the injury concerns DeGrom has had in his career. But, I mean, we saw it last year. When this guy's healthy, he's right up there as the best pitcher in baseball. His stuff is electric. His stuff will play at any, at any point in time in the season. His stuff will play. He's fantastic. Um, with Noah Syndergaard potentially leaving, whether it be this year or next year or whenever, if he's traded or if he hits the free agency market, locking up DeGrom is good for the Mets. Um, I'm not sure what they do with the rest of this rotation moving forward, but like I mentioned earlier, when you can keep an ace, when you have an ace in your staff, you can keep him and lock him up for the future, you do it. You have to do it. It's it's a financially savvy baseball move, and I really like Jacob DeGrom and this signing for the Mets. So yeah, that's that's all our extension talk. Um, Actually, no, I do have one thing that I want to talk about. Actually, two things, and it, it, one of them is funny. One of them is kind of, you know, it's good. We'll start with the good because you know, funny note, Mahoney, I'm funny. So let's finish on that. No, you're not. Tatis and Eloy, how the fuck about it, baby? How the let's, fuck about it? Let's, dude. Oh my god, you guys can't see us right now, but we we're we're pretty pumped. All three of us are celebrating. Uh, I mean, from a Padres perspective, I'm so happy, dude. I'm so glad that our best player, our number one prospect, is coming up, uh, starting the season at the big league level. Obviously, you guys are fucking stoked. Eloy, he's a beast. It's good for baseball, man. It's good. It's really good for baseball. Service time manipulation is fucking stupid. It's pointless. There's no need for it. It's going to be gone in a couple years, so. Yeah, yeah, I think it will be, too, but... um, both of our teams are doing their the best to put their best product on the field, which is good. It's good for the game of baseball. There's nothing much you can ask. No, there really isn't. And uh, I know my White Sox, it's been a tough offseason. Finishing with Eloy, getting called up, I think it kind of makes up for everything. Ready for the funny? 
Sure, man. One day after making the Rangers opening day roster. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Jason Hamill announces his retirement from baseball. Um, kind of interesting how that works out. Um, former White Sox, Jenmar Gomez is replacing him, though. So, congrats to Jenmar Gomez. Good luck to Jason Hamill in retirement. I know he was pretty good with the flubs. So, there you go, Jason Hamill. Have a great, have a, have a great retirement, buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I saw that. It's pretty funny. Kind of ironic, too, because like most people are super stoked to get on an opening day roster. But uh, obviously, obviously, Jason Hamill was not part of that group. Uh, but good luck to him in retirement. You know, he's, he's doing what he wants, man. He's retiring. He's uh, he's taking that check, taking it home, taking it to the bank, calling it a day. Uh, I think that's all we have, though, right, in terms of pre-baseball news before we get into this wonderful preview. Yeah, but uh, side note, if you guys hear any of us giggling or a lot of moving around, uh, it is now 9.30 at night on uh, Tuesday. Um, we're in a classroom, and the lights turn <laughs> off every about uh, 10, 15 minutes. So if you hear us moving around or uh, Deeg's laughing on the other end, that that, that would be why. That, that yeah, would be why. We've, we've been on the Skype call for like an hour, about an hour and a half. It's gone out three times, and then I just see you guys moving. It's pretty funny, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I wish they could see it because it's pretty funny. You know what else is kind of funny? How bad uh, how, this division how, is? How bad this division Dude, the American League has the two worst divisions in baseball. That's pathetic. Doesn't that oh, That dude. is pathetic. And, that, and the other one is borderline. I mean, it's the Yankees and Red Sox. Yeah, uh, that's – that's. I don't even know. All right, let's just talk about this. Let, All right. Let, let, let's get it over with. AL West, uh, we're going to talk about the champions first uh, this year, last year, two years ago. Um, just They're going to win this division this year. Uh, yeah. the, the Houston Astros – Lost Martin, Maldonado, Brian McCann, lost their catchers. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez, Charlie Morton, Tony Sipp, Dallas Keuchel, question mark, and J.D. Davis. Um, you know what? They actually lost some key pieces, um, yeah, but they added some good pieces too. And Michael Brantley, who I think, is, again, great signing. Um, now, a sneaky catcher that kind of went under the radar, Robinson Torinos from Texas. Um, great signing by Houston. He's going to probably catch for them this year. Um, shout out uh, Papirski, catcher for the Houston Astros in their uh, double or triple A. Um, he's actually the son of my middle school principal. Um, I've met him a couple times. He's pretty cool. Uh, Alex Bregman's uh, teammate at LSU and someday hopefully for Houston. Just a little, little Mahoney side note. Um, they also signed a lead Miss Diaz. Well, I think they really signed to replace Marwin Gonzalez. Marwin Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. He's, their, he's their new Marwin Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they signed Wade Miley, which I thought was a fantastic trade or a signing. Um, a lot of people see the Astros and they're like, oh, they're done. They're good. They're awesome. They're set. They've got a lot of prospects still to this day. It's, Two top ten prospects, too. It's kind of, it's kind of scary. Um, I'll hit those right now. Um, we'll start with their starting pitching prospects. Their starting rotation is already fantastic. It's going to get even better. Um, we got Forrest Whitley. Uh, Forrest Whitley, all you guys know, he's just absolutely fantastic. Um, then you guys got Perez, who's also a starting pitcher. Going to be a fantastic arm. And Josh James, who I'm actually personally really excited about. Uh, he's showing some great flashes. And two other guys who we can also see this upcoming year. 
Jordan Alvarez, who's an outfielder first baseman. Um, Guriel's been a good first baseman. I think they could do better, though. You see Jordan Alvarez up this year. And one guy that I'm really excited for is Kyle Tucker. Uh, Kyle Tucker is a great bet. Got some pop. Uh, good outfielder. He, he, he's going to be an interesting guy to see. Uh, he's actually either the brother or uh, cousin of he's Preston. Brother. Brother, brother of Preston Tucker, now Chicago White Sox. Um, the Astros, this is our first 100, well, my first 100-win team I'm predicting. Uh, the Astros going 162, finishing in first, and I gave them a B. Even because you know what they lost a decent amount, but they also gained a decent amount. So, yeah, uh, I like what they did extensions wise. Obviously, locking up Verlander and Bregman to that five-year, hundred million dollar contract. I, I really like that. Uh, I mean, they they did add some good some good solid pieces. Michael Brantley is going to be big for them if he's healthy and repeats last year. And obviously, Wade Miley is going to help that rotation. Speaking of that rotation, they are going to be down three very key players from last year. It's Charlie Morton. Uh, a question mark by Dallas Keuchel. A return is unlikely, but it's still possible. And Lance McCullers Jr. to Tommy John for this rest of the season. So uh, filling up those roles for those guys will obviously be Wade Miley. You have Garrett, uh, Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander at the, the top of that rotation. So that's uh, one and two is very solid. That's arguably the best one-two punch in the league. Um, right up there with Noah Syndergaard and Jacob DeGrom, Corey Kluber, and Trevor Bauer. Among the elite one-two combos is definitely uh, Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. But how are the three, four, and five guys going to do? How is Colin McHugh going to play? He's a reliever coming in and being a starter. Uh, You have Josh James, obviously. Um, And then when will we see Forrest Whitley? He's starting the season in AAA. Had he not gotten suspended last year for the steroids, I think he'd be up right now. But uh, he's a stud. He's so good. He's such a good pitcher. And I think that when he comes up, he's going to have an immediate impact for the Astros moving forward. So we'll see how the young guys, especially James and Whitley, do this year for that that rotation. Um, their their bullpen is, is it's not bad. It's, it's not good. Uh, I, I really like the back end. I think what you want about Roberto Ozuna, the guy knows how to close baseball games. He's really good. Uh, he's one of the elite closers in baseball when he's at his full strength. So um, it's always good to ride. Uh, a solid back end of your bullpen going all season. Their lineup is incredible. Carlos Correa when he's healthy. Jose Altuve is one of the better hitters in baseball. Alex Bregman's an up-and-coming star. You have now Michael Brantley in that lineup. Uh, you have Yuri Gurriel over there at first base. This is a really good team going forward. Um, they're the, the best team in this division. They're going to win this division. Pencil them in right now for the American League West title crown. Their big, their really big only question mark is how – the, the back end of this rotation is going to do. But uh, again, Mahoney, I'm with you. I have them going 162. I give them a B. If they sign Keiko, I'll give them an A minus just because I think that really helps out their rotation. But they're winning this division. There's not going to be much competition to it uh, at all for me, in my opinion, during the whole season. So yeah, I got them going 162 and finishing first place in the American League West. Yeah, you guys basically covered it. These guys are fucking good. Um, yeah, they are. Um, not too much action um, in the offseason for me. Uh, Brantley, Brantley's a huge piece, obviously. Um, with that being said, I gave them a B-. minus. Um, but I don't know how much. I mean, obviously, this is extremely scary with how much their farm system has. To think how good they are right now and to see what they have in that prospect pool is unreal. Um, with that being said, I have the, I have the Astros going 99 
and 63. Wow, um, you couldn't give him the hard win. You fucking asshole. You're such an asshole. I don't, I don't think they're going to do it. I, I don't I don't <laughs> think they're going to do it. Hot take, they're not going to do it. Um, that's my hot take for this um, for this division. Interesting hot take. Um, yeah, you know, it might be interesting. It might not. Will yeah, someone... but you know what, PT? You know what? I, I'm, I'm going to raise your uh, hot take, and my hot take is they're winning the World Series this year. They're my World Series favorites. They're only winning 99 right. games. Yeah. They, they, they can win the World Series, but they're only going to win 99 <laughs> games. All right. All right. Who's going to be right, man? Who's going to be right? Is, is it going to be PT's 99 games, or is it going to be Mahomes? We should World do a Twitter Series? poll. Or are they both going to be right? We should do a Who Twitter knows? poll. A what? A Twitter poll. You, you never seen a Twitter poll? I just you, you cut out in my head. Oh, so I'm, I, sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Deke. Uh, we should do a Twitter poll. Maybe maybe we see what what our fans think. Yeah, definitely. All right. So now let's go over to Oakland, who was kind of the big surprise team out of the AL West this past year. Um, I don't see that happening again this year. Um, they lost Jonathan Lucroy, Jed Lowry, Matt Joyce, Trevor Cahill, Edwin Jackson, Jurius Familia, Sean Kelly. So pretty much what they had for their pitching, which was already subpar, is gone now. Um, they got Jerickson Profar, Nick Hundley, Marco Estrada, Joachim Soria, Jerry Blevins, and Parker Bridwell. Um, I don't. I just don't see Oakland having the magic that they had last year. Um, the more that I look at it, the worse this team looks. Um, now that Matt Olson just had hand surgery today or yesterday, uh, he's going to be out for an extended point of time. Um, th- this year is just not off to a good start for this Oakland Athletics team. Their offseason didn't do it for me. They needed to add pitching. They didn't do that. They added Marco Estrada, who's very subpar. Um, but then again, they've got two big starting pitching prospects in uh, Jesus Lizardo, um, who is awesome, and A.J. Puck, who had Tommy John last year and missed the whole season last year. Um, it looks like he is going to be on the Astros. Maybe not their opening day roster, but he will be up this upcoming year. Uh team's a big question mark. They also got Sean Murphy, who's a good catching prospect. I think that's kind of why they let Luke Roy walk, uh, just so then they could uh, leave the door open for Sean Murphy to step in this year. Because like Deeg said on our podcast from uh, the NL Central, when we were talking about Yadier Molina and uh, the Cardinals' top uh, catching prospect, uh, Luke Roy would be blocking Sean Murphy. There's no way blocking him right now. So perfect point in time for him to be in that starting catching role. The Athletics, another hot take in this division. I have them going under 500 at 80 and 82, finishing in third place. I gave them a D-plus for this offseason. Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree with you here real quick. They're not making the playoffs this year. No. They're not going to replicate the success they had last season. The Oakland Athletics are a team where they make the playoffs one year, a la 2015 when they lost in that wild card game. They're dog shit for two or three years. Then they somehow make it again, come out of nowhere, and then they'll be dog shit for a few years and then make it again. That's kind of how this team works. Uh, I just don't think this team is as good as they were before. Last year, they had a lot of things go their way and click for them to make the playoffs. Don't see that happening this year. Big news for them, that Matt Chapman injury where he had that handmade bone removed from his hand, that's big time. That takes away power from um, uh, from all hitters. Obviously, if your hands are damaged, you can't get your bat through the zone quick enough. That's going to that's gonna hurt him. He's not gonna well, the Cubs saw it last year with Chris Bryant. Yeah, he's not going to have as good of a year as people are expecting him to have. 
Um, I mean, I think their lineup is still pretty solid. I like Matt Olson. I, I really like the Jerickson Profar addition because that guy can play basically anywhere on the infield and the outfield. Marcus Semien is an underrated shortstop. Obviously, you have Crush Davis, the guy who hits 47 home runs or however it is every single fucking year. Hits 247 too. And I, I, I like Stephen Piscotti. Not a lot of people talk about Stephen Piscotti. He's a perfect Oakland Athletics player. He's cheap and he's a good solid hitter that, that, that gets on base. Uh, they are. They do have some young guys coming up. Jesus Lazardo is going to be injured for the first few weeks. He's also on my fantasy team. But uh, once he's healthy, I think the A's won't has, hesitate to bring him up. And uh, like you mentioned, A.J. Puck, Tommy John surgery last year. But that guy shocks. He's really solid. He's a very good fastball slider combo kind of guy. So I, I like those two young guys, those two young lefties, anchoring their rotation moving forward. Their bullpen's not bad uh, with Louis Trevino. Obviously, Blake Trinan is a stud, also on my fantasy team. But uh, the rotation does scare me. I don't really see any good starting pitchers in this rotation. Maybe Mike Fires, but that's about it. Once Lozardo and Puck get in there, then we're talking. Then you have some young, solid pitchers that are getting experience to move forward. Um, but I, I just don't see this team really having much success going forward. Uh, that being said, I have them going 82-80. and 80. That's going to be good enough for third place in this division. Uh, but don't expect much from this team going forward in 2019. Oh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, it looks like they did quite a bit in the offseason, but did it, did it do much for them? Not really. Um, you put this down on paper, it doesn't look like much. Um, with that being said, they didn't do much in the offseason. Um, I gave them a C-. minus. Um, I was a little bit nicer than Mahoney was, um, but still wasn't, wasn't, a, wasn't my favorite offseason. Um, I did not give my grade. Um, I gave them a C. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, well, with that being said, um, I'm actually going to go even lower. I don't think that they're going to be even get to 80 wins this year. I have them going 78 and 84. Um, with I already said a C minus. So. Yeah. Um, going over to Seattle. Um, this division is just getting worse and worse as we go. Um, Seattle actually. The more I looked into it, because you know here on Bright Lights Podcast, we like to do our research and be ready for each and every episode. Um, I was doing some research before the episode started. This team is not as bad as everybody says they will be. Um, Get ready for this long list of people they lost and added. Um, They lost uh, Chicago. Oh, go ahead, PT. I thought this was my like my chemistry book or something with all the words that all the names that we have going on here. So. Yeah, yeah, a lot, they, a lot of notes. They, they were very active this offseason. Yeah, they were. Um, they lost White Sox hero Gordon Beckham, uh, Andrew Romine, Nelson Cruz, Cameron Mabin, Denard Span, Zach Duke, David Phelps, Adam Warren, Ichiro Suzuki, Gene Segura, Juan Nicasio, Papa Paz, uh, James Pazos, Robinson Cano, Edwin Diaz. And Ben Gamble, um, obviously, they have the longest drought of not being in the playoffs. I think it's at uh, 18 – no, it's last year 17 years. Uh, 2001 was the last time they were in the playoffs, which is crazy to think about all the Hall of Fame talent that they've had over these years. Um, that being said, they did add to their farm system and to their current team. Uh, they added Jay Bruce, Omar Narvaez, former White Sox, Edwin Encarnacion, Domingo Santana, Tim Beckham, Dylan Moore, Kikuchi, Hunter Strickland, Corey Jaren, Zach Rosup, uh, Brandon Brennan, Gerson Bautista, Anthony Swarzak, former White Sox, 
J.P. Crawford, Shed Long, and Jared Kalenic. Um, I know Jared Kalenic personally. He's a good guy. Uh, wish him the best in Seattle from New York. Uh, also, shout out to my uh, former teammate, Nolan Graff from Top Tier. Uh, shout out Jared Kalenic, and uh, that'll be the best moment of his life ever. Um, sticking with the Mariners, added to their farm system. And you know what? They got a big prospect, Justice Sheffield. We'll see him up in the bigs this year. He's starting pitcher. The Mariners, not like the White Sox. The White Sox said fuck it and blew everything up. Um, the Seattle Mariners blew it up, but not to the point where they're going to be like the White Sox three, four years down the line. I think this rebuild's only going to take maybe a year or two uh, before they really start winning some games. I even think this year they're not going to be that bad. Uh, they're definitely... I don't think they're going to fight the Astros for this division, which is why I think they did kind of blow it up because they haven't been able to catch the Astros the last couple of years. They haven't been able to catch the many powerful wildcard teams. That being said, I have them going 78 and 84, coming in fourth place, and I gave them a B-plus on this offseason. Yeah, dude, the – the first thing I wrote for my notes is uh, they won't be as bad as you think. A lot of people have started saying that, and I, I, I agree. I mean, when they were first gutting their team, when they got rid of Segura, when they got rid of Cano, I, when they got rid of James Paxton, I was expecting them to just go full tank, be one of the worst teams in baseball. I think there's a solid chance that they finish fourth in this division behind the Angel, uh, behind the. Um, or I'm sorry. I think I think there's a solid chance they finish third in this division and put uh, the Athletics down in fourth if things just start to click. I don't think they go above the Angels and Astros, obviously, but I, I just don't think this team is going to be as bad. They added some pretty solid pieces. Uh, Jay Bruce and Evan Encarnacion. Those are two guys if they get hot that you can flip at the deadline for solid prospects. Uh, I, I like Domingo Santana a lot. Before the Brewers acquired Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain, he was a guy that was hitting 25, 30 home runs for them. And I, I think in an everyday role, he's a productive MLB player. Obviously, Malik Smith, former top prospect of the Tampa Bay Rays, I like him too. So that that's a solid young core to build around. The two guys interest me a ton here are Yusei Kikuchi and Justice Sheffield. Like you mentioned, Sheffield, Going to start the season at the AAA level, but we'll see him in the bigs this year. Obviously, Kikuchi will start for them. Uh, he'll be in the rotation pretty much for the whole season. And those two young, talented left-handed prospects moving forward, I think that's a good core for the Mariners to build around those two guys. I like Shed Long. He's a guy who they got from the Ray, uh, from the Reds in that Sonny Gray three-deal three, three deal trade. Um, I mean, he's not really talked about, but he just has good bat-to-ball skills. The dude can hit. I like Hunter Strickland, another guy that you can just flip at, at, at the deadline if he's having a good year. And uh, in terms of Jared Kalenic, I thought he was a great pick for the Mets. Um, I've pitched against him before. He hit a triple off me, so that's cool. But, uh, I mean, he, he's a guy that you, that you add into your farm system. And it's just it's just big, big league talent, in my opinion. I think he's going to be a productive big league player at some point in his career. Um, that being said, I'm not very high on them. I think some things could click and they could find a way to maybe get up to third place. As of right now, I have them in fourth with a 77 and 85 record, but the future's bright, man. If, if, if I was a Mariners fan at the beginning, I'd be upset, but you have, you compile enough talent. Eventually talent's going to play talent will rise. So yeah, 77, 85 fourth place. I gave them a B just because I love their young, uh, the guys that they acquired. The young guys. Oh, um, yeah, uh, I agree. 
Um, I don't think they're going to be as good as if you guys think, um, but I still believe that they had one of the most active off-seasons of any team. Um, it was unbelievable how many people were in transactions with the Mariners. Um, I really like – I thought – we all thought that they were just going to complete fire sale at the, at the beginning of the off-season, and all of a sudden they started picking up some people. Like, All right, what are they doing here? Um, it, with that being said, I think that they did pick up quite a few, quite a few good pieces – um, that is going to be on their roster this season and in prospects. Um, I gave them a B, but I don't think this is their year yet. Um, I think they, they, they still need some time to go, maybe go get some more prospects or younger talent out there. Um, I have them going 71 and 91 um, and giving them a B for their offseason. Yeah, so uh, now we're just keeping it, keeping it going. Um, going to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, fun fact, I was born 10 minutes from Los Angeles. So, Fun fact. Good fun fact, PT. I like it. I'm so glad you moved to the Midwest. So, yeah, so yeah, glad. Yeah, me too, because I wouldn't I'm be on so Bright Lights happy. Podcast. You wouldn't be on Bright Lights Podcast. We wouldn't even have a Bright Lights Podcast. Maybe instead of Bright Lights, it would be a Bright Light Podcast. Yeah, it would, it would just be like one of us, but instead we got all three, baby. Yeah, you got, you got the trio. The three musketeers. Los Angeles Angels, baby. Let's get to it. They lost. They, they lost a couple people again. Gained a decent amount too. Uh, they lost Eric Young Jr., Garrett Richards, um, Matt Schumacher, or Shoemaker, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, Blake Parker, Junichi Tawaza, Tawaza, Tazawa, Tazawa, Tazawa. Blake Wood, Chris Young, Jim Johnson, Luis Garcia, and for Giraffe Neck Mark, your Favorite and our favorite, Jabari Blash. But they added a little bit. They added Justin Bohr, who is god-awful in uh, Philadelphia. I think he'll bounce back with Los Angeles. They added Chicago Cub favorite, Tommy Listella. They added a good catcher in Jonathan Lucroy. Peter Borges. Kevin Smith from the White Sox, another decent catcher. Cesar Puyo. Trevor Cahill. Matt Harvey. Chris Stratton, Cody Allen, Luis Garcia, and Luke Bard. Um, the Angels, their problem has been pitching. Uh, they definitely bolstered their pitching rotation. They have the offense. Um, they just signed Mike Trout to an extension. The Angels need to do something, man. I mean, Mike Trout's been to one or two postseason. I'm pretty sure it's only one. It's one. All, it's one. Yeah, it is one. Uh, and he homered in that postseason series, by the way. Um it's just awful. Um, the Angels need to figure it out. Uh, you're seriously taken away from the baseball fans from not seeing Mike Trout uh, be in the postseason. Uh, again, sticking with the starting rotation, they've got two good prospects coming up in uh, Griffin Canning and uh, Jose Suarez, both starting pitchers that we could see this upcoming year. Um, they, the Angels need impact pitching. And if one of these guys or both of them become impact pitchers, See this Angels team really creep up in this division, and I actually do think that they will creep up in this division. I have them finishing 85 and 77 in second place, and I gave them a C plus for their offseason. Yeah, I mean, I think we could probably, as a uh, as a, as a podcast here, come to terms with the fact that the Angels are probably the most disappointing team in all of baseball, and it's really not even close. 
Um, they have the best player in baseball by a wide margin. I don't think anybody would agree with that. Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. And just the f- absolute failure to put a competitive lineup around this guy for the past three or four years, has, it, it's been it's been bad, dude. Um, I mean, moving away from that, the, the Trout extension, awesome for them. He, they, they should be thankful that this guy still wants to play there and finish his career as an angel. Uh, Mike O'Don as the greatest baseball player of all time. So um, that's that's a good move for them. Obviously, you lock a guy up like that. That's a solid pickup. Uh, I don't think their lineup is too bad. I, obviously, you have Trout. Justin Upton, when he's healthy, is a perennial 25-plus, 95-plus RBI kind of guy. Uh, I think I, I, I like Zach Kozart. I, I think. I'm not too sure about that. Um, if we get the Zach Kozart from last year, then no. But if we get the Zach Kozart from before last year, then yeah, he's a solid player. Uh, I like Jonathan Lucroy, good good catcher. And Andrelton Simmons is a fantastic defensive shortstop. Super underrated in terms of his overall game. I like him a lot. Um, in terms of their overall pitching staff, it's terrible. The starting rotation is an absolute joke. And their bullpen I, is awful. Awful. Absolutely awful. Cody Allen's their best reliever, and he was trash last year with the Indians. Their rotation is laughable at best. Uh, Trevor Cahill... When, when Trevor Cahill is probably going to be your ace, you have to you have to really reassess who's making the decisions here for the Angels. Um, the only reason why this team is going to be anywhere near any sort of second place ranking is because this division sucks. This division's absolutely fucking terrible, and it's the only reason why they're gonna they're gonna maybe even have a winning record. Uh, if they want to do us all a favor and win Mike Trout some playoff games, they need to address their rotation. They need to go out and get some guys, spend some more money that they already spent. A guy like Keiko would be perfect for them here, uh, making a trade to get a guy uh, to bring a prospect in or a, a some kind of MLB caliber pitcher. Is it's, it's big. They they need to fix this rotation. Bottom line. Uh, I have him going 87 and 75, finishing second in this division, just because this division sucks. And th- this team's a joke, really. And th- this, th- it's a joke. I give him a C plus. I'm gonna tell you right now, the only reason why I give him a C plus is because they extended Mike Trout. If they didn't do that, they would have gotten an F for failing to put any sort of big league caliber talent around the best player in baseball. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, looking on paper, it looks like they did quite a bit, but they didn't. They didn't do anything. Um, our one of our biggest points going into the off season was how are the Angels going? What are the Angels going to do to bring back Mike Trout? They did jack shit. They didn't do anything. It's actually very embarrassing that they didn't do anything. Um, and I think, and I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the podcast, is that the only reason Mike Trout maybe signed an extension is because he didn't want to touch free agency. He didn't exactly. want he didn't he didn't want to deal with what Harper had to deal with and what Machado dealt with like did he didn't want to do anything he didn't want to he didn't want any piece of it so um, with that being said I I gave them a C minus um, they didn't do anything they got to do something with my Trout man they really do you have the best player in baseball and you got to do something with it um, with that being said I have them going eighty one and eighty one finishing in second in the division. Yeah, yeah, good. dude. I mean, just just real quick, PT. That's a great point you made there um, about the whole free agency thing. When he was uh, when his deal got announced and he was like talking, somebody asked him uh, obviously so, uh, a free agent related question, and he actually said that he spoke with Harper and he spoke with Manny about 
a bunch of agencies like, and they basically told him like it's awful. And I, I think that's a pretty big reason why he signed an extension. Obviously, there has to there has to be some innate feeling within Mike Trout that he wants to stay with the Angels, which is which is awesome because they they've done absolutely nothing for this guy uh, in terms of putting talent around him. But uh, yeah. That's an, another another big reason why extensions are are, are, are going to be more common nowadays. Is just how shitty the free agency's been, and when the best player in baseball is signing an extension, just wait. There's a lot more to come still. But uh, yeah, man, super awesome for Mike Trout. Yeah. Just the Angels are dog shit. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, let's go, let's go over the last team in the division, and uh, probably uh, one of the saddest teams in the division, the Texas Rangers. Um, they lost quite a bit. They lost uh, Robinson Trinos, who was their starting catcher. They lost Adrian Beltre, uh, who's a future Hall of Famer, who is their third baseman, who everybody thought that they would splash and get a third baseman free agency, uh, but that obviously didn't happen. They lost Bartolo. They lost Doug Fister to retirement. They lost Giovanni Gallardo, Matt Moore, Martin Perez, and Tony Barrett. Um, but you know what? They added a little bit for what they could add. Um, they added Drupal Cabrera, Jeff Mathis, Logan Forsyth, Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence has actually been playing pretty good for them in spring training. Uh, Lance Lynn, Drew Smiley, Shelby Miller, Jesse Chavez, Sean Kelly, Jenmar Gomez, Kyle Dottie, and Matt Davidson, former White Sox. Um, Strangers team, can't really expect too much from them this year. Um, they're not going to be awful. They'll be subpar. They'll be in the middle of the pack. Uh, they got Willie Calhoun, who's a good prospect. Uh, who everybody thought would be up for uh, opening day this year, but he is not. Um, quite, quite a shock, actually, that he will not be. Uh, but we'll see him soon enough, uh, probably with that stupid, uh, you know, extra year of uh, control. Um, but I have the Rangers finishing 75-87 and 87 in fifth place, and I gave them a C for really not not doing much this offseason. Kind of just mediocre. Yeah, not much to talk about the Rangers. Um, to be honest, I think they'll be one of the worst teams in baseball this year. I think they'll be one of the worst teams in the American League, definitely for sure. Two guys I'm looking at, actually, they have some interesting players, I guess. Uh, Joey Gallo, how's he going to do this year? Um, we, is he what we know he is, or, or will the guy be able to hit for a little bit more average and strike out less? Um, Nomar Mazzara, solid player. I like Ronald Guzman. I like Willie Calhoun as a prospect. Uh, they're pitching. They don't have pitching, in my opinion. Their pitching is very poor. Uh, so we'll, we'll just see. Not much to talk about here. Uh, just that the Rangers are in another year of rebuilding. Um, whoever they have at, on their big league club that isn't a part of their future, like maybe like a Runet Odor kind of guy, you could potentially see them get traded if, if they have a good year at the deadline, but not much to talk about here. 68-94, last place in the American League West. I gave him a C just because, eh. Yeah, I eh. definitely agree. No, yeah, um, I agree with you guys. Nothing really to talk about here with the Rangers. Um, they, did, they did a little bit. Uh, they added Chavez. He could, he'll, he'll help out a little bit. Um, with that being said, they with not doing much in the offseason, I gave him a C. Um, I, I agree with you, D's. They're probably going to be one of the worst teams in baseball this year. Um, I have them going 70 and 92, finishing in last place. Yeah, so we all agree that uh, we, we pretty much have the same uh, NL West, which has been different, especially from our NL Central episode where we all kind of had different predictions on that. But uh, yeah, it does it for our first AL prediction. And uh, we got two more coming before opening day in two days. So 
Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, the American League is kind of a little bit more boring to talk about than the National League because we kind of know the four teams that are going to be making a, really the four main players for the World Series to come out of this league. But definitely still listen to our previews. We, we do give a lot of insightful stuff. I don't want to toot our own horn or anything, but like Mahoney said, we do our research. We talk about shit. We know our shit. So um, definitely, th- th- definitely listen to the National League stuff. Uh, make sure you listen to all the American League stuff when it comes out. And then we just have a ton of good content coming forward. Podcasts, left, right, center, everywhere. Uh, you want it, we'll give it. So that's all we have. Thank you again for listening. Make sure you subscribe, all that fun stuff that I talked about earlier. And have a good one. All right, you guys have a great one. Peace out. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.